everybody. Welcome to Obscure Animation. We are really excited to be back. This is the podcast where we talk about independent, underrated, underappreciated animated films every month. And it's a lot of fun. And today we are diving back into the studio UPA. We covered their shorts uh, in July. And now we're talking about two of their feature films. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Stanford is here. Hi. Yes. So this was really fun for us, you guys, because uh, we have been pretty isolated. We've been we've been social distancing. We've been social distancing. We've been we've been trying to do our (laughs) our part. And yeah, COVID COVID stops with me. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so we haven't hadn't seen each other for a long time. Uh, We were trying to figure it out. If yeah, probably five, five or six months. Yeah, it was at least March, maybe even February. It, yeah. it had been a long time. Yeah, a long time, because I think it was a critic screening, right? It was probably the last time we... Yeah, possibly... and we were even trying to put that together. Know, you we were, were, you were in it Onward. Yeah, I yeah, could go to Onward. Yeah, and so I, I don't even know. It, it has been a long time, and uh, we, we decided to finally, finally, like, take a little risk, branch out, and uh, you were kind enough to have me over to your home, and oh, we so uh, we watched you. these two movies uh, last week, and we still kept uh, you know enough distance. <laughs> Don't worry, yes, we kept we, right. we, we so obeyed we the rules. Socially distancing, yeah, we we were <laughs> yeah we followed the rules. Yeah, and I think we going to stay well. We, it was really fun, and I think we both agreed though that the UPA shorts, which we loved all of those way better than these even though we had a great yeah. time together <laughs> yeah it was so fun to hang out in person and to watch these films but yeah the the shorts are are sure different from they from from these mm-hmm. from these two and these were the only two feature films that that, that the studio did and i guess okay. maybe we can be grateful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think the the shorts are way the better shorts, were just pure delight and yeah. and yeah and the and the films well i'm really excited we get to, to talk talk about them yeah so we're going to talk about the film gay purry purry there's a lot of cat puns in yes. gay purry and then we'll talk about a thousand and one arabian nights and this is from 1962 and 1959 and uh so did you have a favorite between these two no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I probably have to say just because how much I love Judy. Yeah, I was gonna say Gay Perry had this my favorite. Had this voice cast, which was amazing. And then they also the, the artwork was so interesting. Yeah. The, both of them had really great art, which was I think again the strong point of both of the films, really. Yeah, of course, with the exception of Judy Garland, <laughs> um, which is who's just you know so fantastic. But um, yeah, so I, I, I guess I'd lean probably more towards Gay 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 Perry, but I, I didn't think either film was really great. Yeah, so this was directed by Abe Levitow, and uh, it was uh, created and uh, a lot of work done by the script on the script by um chuck jones chuck jones yeah and yeah and his co-writer on the script was his, was his wife dorothy jones mm-hmm. 
and uh, oh, inter- that's right. yeah, that was yeah, very, very interesting that that uh, that Chuck Jones was involved. And you know, I didn't see a lot of detail about this, Rachel, but I, it sure looked the, the character design sure looked like Chuck Jones had a hand in it, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't, don't you see that it looked a lot like uh, a Chuck Jones short? <laughs> yeah, in a, in a lot of ways, yeah, and. I mean, I I think he was pretty involved. He is not a producer, though, at least from what I can see. But I'm sure there was some inspiration going on there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, him and his wife were the writers, and he worked. He's very famous for having worked on Looney Tunes, and uh, and at least that's where I'm best. Yeah, that's what that's yeah. From. And then you know, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite pieces of work of Chuck Jones is is the. Uh, animated uh, tv special of how the grinch stole christmas oh yeah i love that too. that's the chuck jones and that's i just adore that mm-hmm. yeah uh and i think the probably the biggest standout of this movie is is judy garland oh, i mean hands down i mean what a yeah. coup that they were able to get her yeah. <laughs> to you know be a voice in this film yeah this is one of her one of her last projects and i I love her so much. Are, yeah. are you a big uh, uh, Judy Stan? Oh, I, 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 I respect Judy Garland so much, and I, and I, I like so many of her films, and um, yeah, mm-hmm. I think again, and I just loved. I think you know we were we had commented uh, two or three times during while we were watching Gay for we like, wow, I wish Judy would sing again. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like, it's like, been too long. Another they needed, song. They needed more they needed more songs i think that mm-hmm. would have helped it but wow the yes. ones we had though i mean what a, what a treat and it was by the same songwriter uh, that wrote the songs for the wizard of oz yes so she uh, was very experienced too. with them yeah yeah and uh i i uh i enjoyed uh hearing her sing uh, the did you have a song that was the most that stood out to you the most i think uh probably my favorite was probably little drops of rain yes it's probably my favorite that was probably the one i liked the most too although frankly i liked any any song that anytime she was singing Mm -hmm. that was thumbs up from me yeah because she had such a beautiful timbre to her voice wow so expressive yeah that's what annoyed me so much about that judy movie the how on earth they could think that Renee Zellweger could pass as Judy for her yeah. voice. Uh, yeah. Why they wouldn't have dubbed it, I have no idea. And uh, and she had such a beautiful, clear, unique sound to her voice. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, you know, and her interpretation is so good because even, even though the animation was fun, the character, the character animation was fun, and highly mm-hmm. stylized it was still a bit flat but but she is the one who brought emotion to that just through her wonderful vocal performance you yeah. know which i think again is just a real hallmark of her of her work yeah and there's just a warmth there and i and also kind of there's always a bittersweet sweet feeling to hearing Judy yeah sing. it's heartbreaking it's kind of heartbreaking isn't it too mm-hmm. yeah and I, I, the a couple of years ago, the Academy Awards did a they had an ad uh, that was like famous, a famous moments, legends, or whatever, and they had Judy winning her teen honorary, whatever her Oscar that she got, 
and then they had uh, Eliza winning hers and I just kind of thought like boy that is so tone deaf to me <laughs> I mean I like yes they're the they had a um incredible careers but but it was just so uh, I mean Eliza's still with us but but um it's just it's so bittersweet you yeah. know and it's in especially what the studio system did to her that you know kind of painting it as this uh it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way painting yeah. this, this oh, inspirational I... moment i'm like i don't know about that yeah <sighs> but yeah i think me. you know the, the her 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 tragic i really think her life just seems very tragic to me mm-hmm. in so many regards and uh that was also something i thought about anytime she was on the screen because even though this is this is a, a a pretty fun or it's trying to be pretty fun movie although I think thematically it's a bit dark as we'll get, as we'll get into, yeah. uh, uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it, again, I think you said it right. It's bittersweet really anytime mm-hmm. you hear Judy Garland. Cause yeah. Cause it, you know, even though she's singing happy, happy songs, I think there's still tinged with, with uh, you know, some sadness, some regret, you know, just there's some other things with uh, again, which is just part of her amazing gift, you know? Yeah. Well, there's a lot going on in this movie. Uh, it's pretty complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> and yeah, I'm with you. And which is kind of interesting because it's like, it's so complicated. I wish it were more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that'll happen. Like something is so convoluted that it actually mm-hmm. becomes kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, we were together having fun. And so it wasn't really boring, but it was kind of slow and we just would end up sort of starting to, to talk instead yeah, of watching things, the movie. You know, just like, you know, we, <laughs> I, I'd be paying attention to the movie, but there was yeah. also that, that it, yeah, it just got, it would really get bogged down. With some so, of these yeah. So, so Judy plays a cat named, uh, Mousette. And yeah. Mousette, they spell it M E W S E T T E. So yeah. ha ha ha. Again, you know, cat, cat <laughs> French, cat puns yeah a lot of a lot of cat puns yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and so she is she lives in the country she really wants to go to paris and the big city and this is supposedly in the at the turn of the century and she has this other cat uh wonton wonton jean 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 tom And it's spelled J A U N E dash Tom T O M and John Tom John Tom because I remember that Rachel just because she says it a lot you know Musette yeah. said like John Tom oh John Tom and you know when after she, I mean we'll get into the plot but it's just like uh, if you were missing him so much why did you do what you did <laughs> but anyway I digress so like basically they are in love but he's not sophisticated enough for her to be attempting kind of thing he's too country she wants to go to the city and so she leaves and he follows after her with his little sidekick named robespierre that's right and the voices are interesting rachel i thought because robert goulet you know the 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 broadway and singing star plays jean tom and then red the actor Red Buttons plays is the voice of this of Robespierre, the little sidekick 
who was kind of, frankly, a lot. To me, he was a, seemed to me a lot like LeFou from Beauty and the Beast. Maybe not so much getting beat up the way Gaston beats up LeFou. Le but yeah, it's kind of a stooge. But it's he's not kind of so just much a that, stooge. Yeah, he's a stooge. He's perfect. Mm -hmm. And also, just the way he's, the, 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 their size difference. Jean-Tom is, a, you know, like a full-size cat, I guess. And Robespierre looks like a little kid, even though he's not you know i don't I think i think he was like his lifelong friend but yeah yeah but is it just the stooge and, yeah yeah and so they go after her and then she ends up meeting uh a uh a cat that's up to no good on the, meow on the train reese. <laughs> meow reese. meow not to be confused with maurice but meow reese and his whole scheme is incredibly, I thought was incredibly confusing uh, that they're grooming her. They, they, they uh, kind of tease her that she can become the belle of Paris, but secretly on the side, they're actually planning on selling her as a mail order money cat. Uh, our mail order bride. Mail order cat bride to this wealthy yeah. kid, this wealthy cat who lives in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> And it's that's when they sing the song, The Money Cat. That and, Money Cat song was trippy, yeah, wasn't it? It was interesting, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. And so they uh, then she's trying to kind of get away, but then there's also Jean, Jean, Tom, and Robespierre that are coming after her. But then they get sent to America. Mia Reese gets, yeah, somehow, I mean, he, he foils their plan and, and puts them on a boat that's going to, like, are they going to Alaska? Yeah, right? Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> Again, convoluted. Yes. Uh, yeah. And so that's when we get uh, that Jean Tom has basically like a dream where he sees Meow set singing little drops of rain yeah and so it's supposed to be all like never give up it's like our five little mouth squids you know right uh, somewhere out there kind of moment going on yeah one interesting thing too so so meow reese he's in in cahoots with this mademoiselle or madame rubens chat i can't remember exactly how you yeah. pronounce her name but she's voiced by hermione gingold who actually this I think I thought this character was almost like Hermione Gingle's character in the in the film Gigi. <laughs> if you've seen yeah, Gigi. I can see that. <laughs> Just because she's like this, she's training a courtesan, you know, like part of the plot of, of Gigi. Mm -hmm. And and it's instead, true. it's Musette. You know, she's training Musette to be. You said you know this the, the, the most fabulous cat. In, yeah, and they're at the Meowlin Rouge in Paris. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. <laughs> it just goes on and on. <laughs> the the artwork in this movie is probably the one of the most, aside from Judy singing, is probably the most oh. exemplary part about it. Hence, and it has a very impressionistic down. look to it. Well, yeah, uh, like, it's just like all these different sequences, they have based them off of like, yeah, the, uh, of these French painters mm -hmm. and that and even was just the fun. regular animation looks very like oil painting yeah uh, and uh and has that sort of look of of uh of the impressionistic era to me agreed 
Yeah, I thought that was really that was really a fun part, and I just I just bet that the artists probably had a lot of fun because you know I mean these artists they're all well trained and 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 would be very well versed I think in all this in all this classic art, and uh, it just showed. I just, it was really yeah. really a knock. The animation was really a knock. I was that was the one thing I was wishing I could see on the big screen, right? You know, just for just just to, just to be able to enjoy more. That, that 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 beautiful the back the backgrounds and we, I know we had talked about this in our in our UPA uh, shorts episode, but the backgrounds are so amazing from you know that they did the, the, the artist did the UPA in particular. I just love them. Yeah, it's it is beautiful. There's definitely an artistry here. It's something that almost re- reminded me of something like uh, the um, Saving Vincent kind of thing. Like yes. it had that uh, we're loving Vincent. Loving Vincent, loving Vincent. Uh, yeah, and so basically, like as part of her training, they have this long sequence where they basically just sh- is sort of like the artist having fun, pretending to be the the cartoon artist having fun, pretending to be these various art these various artists. So the animators, uh, and so you see uh, these paintings of Mousette. Uh, in the style of Claude Monet, that was fun. Uh, uh, yeah, to Henry to De Toulouse, Lautrec, yeah, uh, Toulouse George, Lautrec, and yeah, Degas, yeah, yeah George Seurat, Henry Rousseau, uh, Armado uh, Magdaliana, Vincent Van Gogh, Edgar Degas, Auguste Renoir, Paul Chazan, Paul Gauguin, and Pablo Picasso, and. So that was fun. I liked that section. That's a fun sequence for sure. And again, that's what I just, that was same thing. The animators, I know we're just having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. You can even, even in the, um, on the Wikipedia page, it says, and op- it says in parentheses in the plot, this is in the plot. It says an opportunity for the animators to indulge in some artistic parodies. <laughs> yeah. That's a perfect <laughs> way to say it. Yeah. So his plan is to send these, paintings to this mr fit in in pittsburgh and uh and so then uh he's going to pay off the um uh the madame rubens uh character with and he uses a disappearing ink check he dupes her yeah, yeah he, he dupes her he gives her a check but it's it's no good mm-hmm. and, and and yeah which really right you know makes her mad yeah i mean i guess she'd, so. she'd have a blank check but i don't know if she could i thought about his, it just like well you could just write it for the, the, the maybe they're <laughs> fussier about handwriting right <laughs> right and so then there's a whole sequence where mousette hides out in notre dame cathedral and uh that she finds out about the whole plan to ship her to america and uh, there's that's when we get the return of uh, Jean, Tom, and Robespierre, who and- just have happened to have struck gold in Alaska, and they are now filthy that's rich. Right. Yeah, so- yeah, because they actually didn't even strike gold. They 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 earned it from being like the best mouse catchers in. Uh, <laughs> In the whole uh, territory, I guess. <laughs> there's that, that whole weird mouse catching thing. Yeah, going on. there's a whole mouse catching sequence, 
And uh, so, yeah, then there's sort of these chases back and forth. Uh, and you have this bulldog who uh, finally is able to kind of take out uh, Meow Reese. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, then, um, then a Mousette, she's wandering the streets and, uh, then she almost goes to America and I guess that's actually, it's a little bit later when Jean-Tom and Robespierre arrive, but, uh, but anyway, they, they, there's a big fight scene between, um, between them and, uh, and they're able to beat Meow Reese. Meow Reese. Uh, but it's a lot going on. It was pretty confusing. I mean, uh, I, I wasn't taking notes like I normally do for a podcast in the same way. So I had to kind of go back later. But, uh, but the, the plot felt a little, a little convoluted to me. Oh, me too, Rachel. I thought the plot was convoluted. And again, there was... There was so much happening yet it was so it's just you know as we've already said it was just so uninteresting uh yeah. and i just wanted more songs by judy you know <laughs> rather, yeah. than, rather than this all these kind of really long chase scenes and and and, yeah. and whatnot all as you know was there uh Maurice has these uh minions you know these little these henchmen yeah they're all these little black cats too and plus uh, oh yeah plus the whole idea of of this male order bride thing is just weird well it was it's it was creepy strange. and actually kind of dark because that's that was yeah my, it really is <laughs> it is kind of dark because they're just you know they're trying just to put her in this box which they're gonna mail you know to and also you you, you just know instantly when you meet Maurice just the way he looks is that this is this is I mean, clearly he's the villain, and then yeah. he's a bad. He's just, but he's really a bad dude. Yeah, you know, he's a bad dude. Yeah, because at least something like the Aristocats, it's it's not the best, but at least those cats are really cute. They're so cute and and, and so fun, and and you know, Maurice is in the movie a lot. Mm-hmm. He's almost like in the movie more yeah. than Musette. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, so I don't know. Not I'm all kinda, that cute. <laughs> yeah i just just he looks like kind of sylvester sylvester the cat but with but oh, the way, yeah i the can way see that. that particularly with that money cat song they 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 did his ears so he really they look like horns so he really just looks very demonic and um anyway yeah not um not my favorite character no for no. sure although he is he's voiced by the great character actor uh paul freeze yeah who's great i mean paul yeah i mean there's no problem with the voice yeah performances for me it was more just like just the script the plot the script yeah the the, the problem the the, 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 the plot we kept talking about when we were watching it too there was just some really interesting similarities to gay to disney's aristocats yeah from 1970 and as we had mentioned clearly the cats and the Aristocats from Duchess on down to the kids are so much cuter, you know, and, and so much more instantly sympathetic and, yeah. and whatnot. But Musette really, I mean, I guess I should say Duchess really looks a lot like Musette. But yeah, because this was first. Think? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It even, she even had the same color. 
mm-hmm. a collar for part of the for movie. part of the yeah yeah so i wonder how influential gay free might have been on uh, on the team at disney i don't feel like i mean the plot in a way is kind of derivative because again but again but not really you know humans just with people getting kidnapped i mean well, cats getting kidnapped involved too whereas whereas in gay Paris, you really don't see the humans i mean it's, yeah. you know the cats are living with the humans but they don't really there's really not a human that's a main yeah character like, right yeah so it's it but it does have that element of kind of mystery oh, other than the guy on the boat to alaska you know that they, yeah. they never show his face they only show right. his hands and you hear his voice who befriends john tom but this yeah. has to be seems like the only human in gay Paris, right but anyway I, that i can recall yeah yeah that it's, i can recall yeah there might yeah. be others maybe like at, at musette's home or something but i yeah i wouldn't be surprised if um this was you know a little influential on um on the aristocats yeah. uh, you know because there's certainly enough times they would have seen it yeah and um yeah so it's interesting to see what another studio came comes up with and uh, you know what they tried to do in 1962 all right well let's talk about uh about 1001 arabian nights and this was 1959 so this was before and this one's a lot more simple uh, it's basically your Aladdin story. It's it's straight up Aladdin story. Yeah, it's just really yeah. similar in plot to to the Disney Aladdin, and and uh, also I think similar to some of the other Aladdin retellings that I've seen that were done. You know, kind of Hollywood type tellings. There's uh, there's one film I watched it on TCM. I don't think it was called Aladdin. It might have been. I sorry to even bring it up just because I can't remember the title. Off looking, <laughs> but uh, it, it it had a, you know again similar plot too. You know, Aladdin mm. is poor. He falls in love with the princess, but they can't, well, can't really. I mean, it, it it does have also a little bit of the tale of Prince Ahmed, yeah, um, which was one of the first animated films Absolutely. ever made. I mean, it's a classic story. The story of Aladdin and the the Alibaba and the Forty Thieves yep. and all of that. Or classic stories so that's understandable um they really kind of wedge mr magoo into this movie <laughs> yeah. make him aladdin's uncle yeah he's aladdin's uncle and uh, and we talked about mr magoo's christmas carol in july which is delightful yeah this that's, that's really not as successful and he's pretty grating here well, he's Mr. Magoo in this one, you know, where, mm-hmm. so all the nearsighted jokes and all are gags or at least attempted gags. Right. Cause yeah. I didn't think many of them really landed. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. And Mr. Magoo, he tries to pressure Aladdin into getting married. He first says, Oh, I'm not interested. And, uh, we also, we find out the villain, uh, the wizard Wazir, he's siphoning money from the royal coffers he's bad he's bad dude bad dude yeah and they the girl is called yamina in this um and uh and so they yeah they fall in love and i think the animation looked quite a bit like the animation from the thief and the cobbler yeah agreed and, uh, and that i actually have never seen the whole thing i've only seen clips of it but um, that was the 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 animated film that famously got hacked to death, yeah, uh, by the studio before it was released. 
Yeah, I saw that hacked version. Mm-hmm. And wow, it was, I mean, again, I didn't know what to compare it to, but you could really tell. Yeah. Wow, this film's been, you know, this film's been really edited. Yeah. <laughs> there, the, yeah, the animation, uh, the, it just sort of, it has a similar sort of geometric style, mm-hmm. I think, to, to that film. And uh, also, for a more recent example, there's a movie called Sita Sings the Blues. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but I don't know if I've seen that one, Rachel. Yeah, there's, no, I, don't ha- I haven't. Maybe we'll have to do for, uh, yeah. for obscure animation sometime. But anyway, that, that has a similar aesthetic as well to the animation. Um, so that was nice. I, the animation was probably the best part about this movie, I would say. You know, I'd say so too. But again, I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the stuff from Gay Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, there was there were some elements that were really pretty because they were just going off of a lot of those just the really beautiful uh, tile work. Yeah, kind of that of that uh, of that period, kind of that mo- very Moorish style, right. uh, which was really neat, Mon- monochromatic and mm-hmm. ge- very geometric. And the uh, genie kind of looked weird. Remember, it was like a green color. Is like a he almost looks just like I mean he's a big giant ogre. Yeah, and he's, mm-hmm. he's he's like this kind of puke green color. Yeah, it's it not, color. not a, he's not appealing at all. No. I didn't think. I agree. I he was he was he was strange, and they were trying to make him kind of comic relief, but obviously, I mean, we're so biased towards Aladdin. I know. I think those of us in our in our generations, still, yeah. He still was weird. He still looked weird. I didn't like the color. I didn't. I didn't like the artwork, which again was kind of a surprising disappointment because that's been the strength for me for these EPA, you know, uh, yeah. things that we've been watching is just the art's been so good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and so Aladdin and Yamina fall in love, but the problem is, is that she's already betrothed to the wazir. And so that's when he gets the lamp. And uh, so then Aladdin and uh, the uh, Aladdin ends up convincing the Sultan to allow him and Yamina to get married. Uh, and that's what makes Wazir very upset. He gets really angry. And then eventually Mr. Magoo ends up getting the lamp and uh, it goes back forth, back and forth. And, back and forth. Yeah. And, and finally the Wazir falls to his death and Aladdin and Yamina are able to get married and everything's happy. And Yay. Then, happy ending. <laughs> it was a lot simpler than Gay Paris. It was, it was a really straightforward plot. And again, you know i've already talked about ad nauseum but the uh uh <laughs> it's so similar in, in, in plot that to, to some of these other tellings of aladdin that we've seen that it was that i think made it also easy easier to follow just because like oh mm-hmm. yeah you know even though maybe had different names or whatever but 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 thematically and also just kind of the, the you know the way the, the plot progression was very similar mm-hmm. which yeah. i don't and I, and I don't mean that as as a as a criticism because yeah. it was just, you know, they're telling Aladdin. It's the story of Aladdin. Uh, it, but it was just more, I, I just wished it had been more, again, more compelling. It, this didn't have the con- the convoluted nature of Gay Peri, as we've discussed, but it still wasn't very interesting and no. to me. And uh, I also, uh, I'm just not a big Mr. Magoo fan. 
I, I really like I really liked him in, in a Christmas Carol, and as we discussed when we did that podcast, it's because he wasn't being Mister Magoo. <laughs> yeah, he was Scrooge. You know, right. and they didn't they didn't have all the dumb nearsighted jokes and all the other stuff going on. It was, you know, he was yeah. He, I agree I with you. He's better. pretty. He's he's pretty grating in this. I mean, I've never seen any of the show. The only thing I've seen is is Christmas Carol, and then now this. And yeah, uh, I was he, never a fan of Mr. Magoo shorts or mm-hmm. anything. Too. I remember that even as a kid. I just remember that uh, Mr. Yeah. Magoo is not my not my thing. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think so. And so yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting. Uh, to see that this kind of closed out the 1950s uh, for animation. Yeah, and again, not that we always have to compare it to Disney, but I kind of do because you know I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, but you you look at this 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 came out in 1959, and then you look at Sleeping Beauty, right. it came out in 1959, and what different projects yeah. those were. It's true. Know? It's true. So there we go. I think that is pretty good coverage. Uh, let us know if you've seen either of these films, what you think. Do you like them maybe better than we do? Maybe you've never seen them. Uh, let us know what you think. And we'd love to hear in the comment section or on Twitter. That would be great. And if you have any ideas or suggestions for obscure animation, that would be wonderful. Uh, in the comment section, we'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, Stanford, where can people find you? On Twitter, I'm at Stanford Clark, and I have a movie blog and podcast at moviespastandpresent.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. And over at Rotoscopers Podcast, I'm there as well. So thanks again. And uh, and if you could, if you're listening on iTunes, if you could give us your ratings and reviews, and if you are watching on YouTube, if you could give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel, that means so much to us. We really appreciate it. We'll also have our merch store, uh, which has Animation Junkie, hashtag Animation Junkie t-shirts. So check that out. And then we also have our patron group, which we have a lot of fun in there. And uh, so take a look at that. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. And we'll talk to you all later. See you all next time. Bye.